Welcome to Therapy is Cool. I'm your host, Molly Zive. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health advocate. This podcast aims to normalize feelings and create a positive narrative around engaging in a healing process. This is not to substitute for therapy. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com. Please rate, subscribe, and share. Take care. Hello, welcome to today's episode. Therapy is cool with me, Molly. I'm so happy that you're here with me today, and I hope that you're having a lovely day. You're going to really get a lot out of this interview with my good friend, Christina. But before we hop into the interview, I'd love to do some grounding. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love my grounding. So let's go ahead and get started by noticing and appreciating where you're at in the world right now. Just take a few moments to look around and appreciate. I'm appreciating my houseplants as well as one of my cats, Winston, who's sitting on my big yellow chair. And let's go ahead and just take a nice big inhale through our noses. Exhale, relax your jaw. Again, inhale through your nose. Exhale, relax your jaw. One more time, inhale through your nose. Exhale, relax your jaw. I know I'm feeling a lot more grounded after doing that. Hope you're able to engage in some grounding. Winston looks very meditative right now. We're both feeling very relaxed in this room. So before we get started, I just want to encourage you to, if you feel called to donate to this podcast, this podcast is ran by donations and there's no commercials or marketing. And so if you want to continue to listen to this podcast, please consider donating on my anchor page at therapy is cool podcast. It's also in the show notes. So I would really appreciate it. It would keep the show going and yeah, just keep, it would also, you know, endorse that people are listening and they care to listen and they want to continue to listen. So that would be really helpful. So today's interview is with Christina. Not only is she a licensed psychotherapist, she's also an award-winning gluten-free and health-conscious food, travel, and lifestyle writer. She is the author of Begin Within Today Healing Journals for Chronic Illness and Mental Wellness. And these journals are really beautiful. So we're actually collaborating and doing a giveaway on both of our Instagram pages. I'm at Molly Zive Therapy, and she's at Begin Within Today on Instagram. So if you want to win a Therapy is Cool tie-dye t-shirt and a journal, head over to our Instagram pages and enter our giveaway. All right. You're really going to enjoy this interview. I know I got a lot out of it. So please enjoy our interview with Christina. 
Hello and welcome to Therapy is Cool. I am so excited because I have my good friend Christina here on the show today. Welcome, Christina. Hi, everyone. I'm even more excited to be here. Oh, that's talking so... about this for a long time. <laughs> Since 2020. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Christina, yeah. can you do me a huge favor and introduce yourself? Okay. My name's Christina Consavalos. I am a licensed psychotherapist, social worker, as well as a uh, gluten-free, health-conscious, food, travel, lifestyle writer, and the author of the Begin Within Today healing journals. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about all those things, but when you introduce yourself, so I, it flooded back when we first met in, let's see, I don't know, it was probably like 2017. We worked at the same hospital and I stumbled upon Christina we were doing first aid and I was like this girl is really cool like her vibe is so interesting and you were telling me that you're working for the Red Cross right do you still do that um not really anymore I think I mean since COVID happened um I don't know I haven't really been receiving any relief effort emails Mm -hmm. not sure Mm -hmm. what that's about but yeah humanitarian work Yeah. Humanitarian work. And also you were like, oh, I'm about to go meet up with my accountability partner. And then you gave me two books that changed my life that I still, I spread the word. You are a badass by Jen Sincero and, um, the empath book guide to being an empath by Judith Orloff. Those were, those changed my life. I felt so seen. So yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad I was able to share that wisdom. <laughs> yeah. And you continue. So now, so fast forward to modern day and you have a, a couple of things, a couple of projects going on, but I want to talk about your journal. What inspired you to do begin within? I, so I've been dealing with moving through life with chronic illness since a really young age. However, when I was in Mexico under a contract with an NGO um, responding to the earthquake there as a, as a disaster mental health clinician. I became really ill, had to cut my contract short, ended up in the hospital and was only getting worse and worse and worse. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Doctors couldn't figure it out. Um, thankfully, Bessier Clinic in San Diego uh, was recommended to me. And then they referred me to a Lyme literate physician. And I was ultimately diagnosed with Lyme disease, uh, Lyme disease co-infections like Bartonella, um, mold sickness, um, heavy metal toxicity. The list, the list goes on and on and on. Parasites, you name it, I had it. And the treatment between the treatment and my symptoms, I ended up couch bound. I had to leave my job because, you know, fainting on the job is apparently not a good thing. So had to leave my job was couch bound, had to move in with my parents, uh, and be taken care of. I mean, I couldn't even take a shower alone without risking being a fall risk. So something I had, I had read was the power of journaling and, how it, it's not just wonderful for our mental health, but how it actually plays a part in our physical healing. Um, so I wanted to be able to document everything I was doing. I was eating, I was feeling how much I was sleeping, any symptoms at all. Also my, my mental health, my spiritual health, my gratitude. I wanted to document all of this. Um, but of course, because I was so weak and couch bound, 
I had to make it really simple for myself by using small, easy prompts. Eventually I'm like, I, I need to find a journal that already has this written in here, like a journal for chronic illness, because this is exhausting for me to do night after night. Couldn't find one at all. I looked, I did not want to create a journal. Trust me. I was so tired. I was fatigued. I just <laughs> focused on healing. This was not in the cards, but apparently it was because I decided this needed to come to fruition. I knew it would be so important, not just for myself, but for my clients, for other people moving through life with chronic illness. So I, it took me a long time to see it manifest because it's really difficult to find. And we've spoken about this, um, designers like half decent designers. So I went through quite a few before my best friend learned how to use Canva and did all of the design for me. Like I had the content, she organized everything and without her, it wouldn't, I literally wouldn't be here today. Um, and I, so that's a shout out to my friend, Stephanie. And then also she encouraged me to use my own artwork on the covers, which was important because I kept going through artists and designer trying to find the right one. And I, I couldn't, and that's because my artwork needed to be on the, on the front cover. So anyway, that's, that's kind of how it, it came to be. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so incredible. It sounds like it was a long time coming, but I want to start the very beginning of what you said. For those of us who are unaware, what is Lyme disease? So Lyme disease is, um, it's a systemic infection caused by spirochetes that are generally found in, it's a tick-borne illness. So they're generally found in ticks, but they've also now they're now realizing they can be found in um, mosquitoes and spiders. And my doctor even said potentially dust mites. Um, and everyone has different symptoms when, mm -hmm. you know, often you get a tick bite, you see a bullseye rash, but only a certain percentage of people will see that. And, you know, if you see that you're able to get on antibiotics right away and usually curb any any sort of symptoms, long haul symptoms, uh, which they call chronic, chronic Lyme disease. Well, for many of us who didn't see a tick bite, didn't realize that mosquito had, you know, was a carrier because it's a vector borne illness. You end up with long haul symptoms, kind of like what we're seeing in COVID, right? Uh, mm -hmm. if they're actually starting to compare them, which is, which has been interesting because it's actually, it's bringing Lyme disease to the limelight, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but the symptoms vary. They can be neurological systemic. I mean, uh, they can manifest, they call it the great imitator because it can manifest into cancer, into MS, into Parkinson's, um, Guillain-Barr, so, so many different things. And for me, it was, it was weakness, fatigue, dysautonomia, POTS, which is um, lowered blood pressure. It messed, it messed with my hormones. It, it caused such disarray in my body, brain fog. I mean, really the list is never ending with what, what it did to me for so long. And I mean, I'm still not out of the woods. I'm still very much healing from it. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's a long-winded answer <laughs> to your question. Oh, I think it's thorough because for some of us who aren't really, you know, too sure about it, I sure a couple of celebrities have, it. I think Justin Bieber has Lyme disease. You probably know. <laughs> so, so there's a, a few people in the spotlight, but I think there's, it's so important to have this awareness so people can look out for those types of symptoms. And then like, also hear about your healing journey because it hasn't always been sickness. That's kind of what prompted writing this journal, sure. but you've also, yeah. it, the journal is also, it sounds like a healing tool. It is. Um, when I began jotting down everything, you know, each night, there were some days where I'm like, I, I, it feels as though I haven't made any progress. And you know, when that, when that happens, often you lose hope. And that's really scary when you're trying to heal from an illness. But it, I would go back a couple of weeks and read an, you know, an entry and realize, oh my gosh, I've come so far in just two weeks. Like, what am I, what am I saying to myself? Because healing mm. isn't linear, right? I mean, we have, and that goes for everything in life. Nothing, nothing is exactly linear. So, you know, we all want an upwards trajectory, but sometimes, you know, there's, there's waves in between that. Um, so yes, journaling is healing in it of itself, whether you have chronic illness or not, it is just a beautiful, lovely practice tool and ritual. Mm. I love the ritual. I love the ritual part of it. Like, I think rituals are so important, not necessarily like we have to do these things, but it's part of our process throughout the day. It's a ritual for us. Yeah. And you, I mean, you journal yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Usually I, I do. I have so many old journals too. Like I just, I hold on to them because exactly what you said, like two weeks ago, it looks so different. And so these journals I find from a few years ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, if this girl could see me now, like how yes. far I've come, because I think we get, I get so hard on myself about like where I'm at and I should be further along, but then I go back and I reflect a little bit and I'm like, wow, I, the progress that I've made, had I not kept this journal, I would have never known how far I've come. It's, it's so true. And we are, even if it, it may not feel like it at, at times, but we are constantly evolving for the better. We're learning, mm -hmm. we're making mistakes and learning from those too. It's, you know, it's acquired wisdom. And we, again, talked about this, but the the art I have on one of the covers is the mountain. And the reason I use that, you know, for symbolic is that we often forget to look behind us when we're climbing mountains to see how much ground we've already covered. You know, mm -hmm. um, we all have a tendency to just keep wanting to look forward and think, well, I haven't, I haven't conquered that peak yet or that one over there. And it's like, wait, mm -hmm. but if we look behind us, we've conquered thousands. We've essentially, we've essentially hiked Everest, many of us. Yeah. And I love that analogy. I didn't, I didn't know the mountain analogy until I met you. And I think that that's a really beautiful like thing to have on a cover. And you said it's your own artwork. It is. Yeah. That's incredible because we were talking about designers too. Both of us are going through some design stuff and how many designers did you work with before you realized I need to do my own? Uh, four different ones. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
What was that process like? Was that disheartening? Was that enlightening? Um, what was that like? It was, a, I think it was a comp, you know, again, I was, I was operating on little, they, so there's the, there's the spoon variable. They call, they call people with chronic illness spoonies because we only have so many spoons in a day we can use, which uh, means energy. So I would say like, I only, I only have enough spoons to take a shower today or to make to make lunch today. That's it. Otherwise I'm spent. I need to lie down. I need to rest. Well, in this case, like <laughs> creating a journal when you're, when you're couch bound takes a lot of spoons and to not have a designer be on the same page as you again, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> oh my, is this the stand up hour or no, is this it a- is, it is, it's, it's knee slapper hour. So I, <laughs> it was just really, it was frustrating because I felt like they were hearing me. They weren't listening to me. And I felt as though I was being walked all over and, Mm. you know, and then there's the other part of it where I can't expect anyone to read my mind. I have to really spell things out, but, um, you know, one of the designers just could not get lines straight and you need lines to be straight for, you know, the inside of a journal (laughs) for the content portion And I would have to keep returning it to her time. I don't know, got probably like 20 to 30 times I returned it back to her and I kept paying her more and more and more because, you know, at some point you can only have so many revisions and you have to pay them an hourly rate. And it was just costing me a ton of money. I'm like, Hey, I just need to, I need to go with someone else. I kept getting recommendations and it wasn't, it wasn't anything better. My friend stepped in. She's like, let's just do this. It was, it was like a gift from above truly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I can imagine if you're in your own like sickness or having symptoms and like that frustration on top of all of that, the fact that you even produced a journal is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I sometimes like forget, I forget to look back on that mountain (laughs) and go, Oh wow. Yeah, I did this. Um, and while not, and while feeling pretty ill and Uh, I do at this point, because I had to start from scratch and I knew nothing about publish, you know, creating a journal and publishing a journal and marketing a journal. I knew, you know, I I don't come from that background. Uh, I come from a mental health background. And so in learning all of that, you know, I now offer others consultations and how to create their own journals because there's so much room in this universe for very, very specific niche customized journals don't you think 100% I just had the same exact conversation with a friend last night and I'm not going to give away her specific journal that she wants to do but you could literally it's infinite like you said and there's enough space in this universe where people are going to be able to receive it Mm -hmm. it's 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 really true because someone out there is looking for the journal you want to create or the book you want to write or the art piece you want to create I mean it's someone's out there waiting for it. It's so true. So tell me, tell us how your journals have been received. Like what sort of feedback do you get? I knock, knock on wood have only received positive feedback so far. And that I know, I know like my, my heart glows when I say that, because this, this was created this was created selfishly for myself. Like, let's just put it, let's put that out there. Like I, mm-hmm. I needed this for myself, but secondly, I knew, I knew at that point how many other people needed it too, because how, 
I don't know about you, but oftentimes we go to a doctor, a nutritionist, um, a healer of some sort. And they're like, Hey, I'd like you to document what you eat and how Mm -hmm. much water you drink and how much you sleep. And it's like, okay, but where am I documenting this? Like there isn't an easy way to do it. So I'm just stoked that now that there is like, there is something that's, that's here. That's, that's alive that people can use for that. And the prompts are so easy. It, It takes no time to fill in the blanks for them, which is really important when you're operating on a small amount of energy or just time constraints. You know, I, I want this to be a ritual practice that is, um, that's sustainable. It's not something you just do, you know, one or two times and that's it because it takes too much time, effort, and energy. No, it's, it's, it's pretty effortless and it feels good. Like never have I ever regretted, um, jotting down something in my journal at night. Mm -hmm. Well, you're absolutely right. Like that's, that's how doctors kind of measure your symptomology is they say, okay, try this for two weeks and document exactly what's happening, how much you're sleeping, how much, you know, whatever the symptom that you're trying to target is. And because you've worked in the medical model or in hospitals and things like that, you are super aware of what needs to be looked at. Like some of the things my partner would laugh because I, he knows I hate this topic, but like a bowel movement, I used to have to ask that in a locked facility, like to my clients, I had used to have to ask, like, did you have a BM? So, and that's in your journal, right? Like you, you want to know, because that's like the healthiness of your intestines. Oh gosh. Our, our gut is our second brain, right? That we produce all of our serotonin in our gut. Um, that's our, those are our happy feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, bowel movements are extremely important. They indicate what's going on um, systemically oftentimes. So you want to know what your baseline is for that. And Mm -hmm. if you're like me and you're on the, (laughs) you're on the slow side of things, it's also super important to document. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I have one, I bought one of your journals. I love it. But the only question that I don't understand please excuse my ignorance is how do you measure oxygen levels? Am I crazy? So an oximeter, that's what they're using now for COVID, right? One of the, the scariest symptoms of COVID is silent hypoxia, which is a lowering of our oxygen level. So when you go to a hospital or a doctor and they put that little, it's, it's called an oximeter. They put it over your finger and you're able to see where your oxygen levels are. That's, that's where it's at. So so if you can oxygen- get one for at home. Oh yeah, I have one. I have one with me in my car and and at home. <laughs> I also have a blood pressure cuff. I mean, it depends on what you have. Like if you know, I even have blood sugar listed there. If that's something you need to be, you know, you need to have checked. But if you're like me and you have dysautonomia, which uh, pots, you know, it's that's low. You run low in your blood pressure. It's really important to know where your baseline is for that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if your blood pressure is low, often you can't think straight. It's kind of similar to having low blood sugar. You're, you're unable to really operate and think clearly. You feel dizzy. You can faint. Um, you can lose consciousness. So, and it's the same with oxygen. You mm-hmm. want those all to be at optimal levels to feel optimal. Yeah. Well, I think what sets your journal apart from many other journals is the medical piece. And I know I just said that, but it's like worth reiterating because 
like, I don't think about that stuff. I, cause I don't have to think about that stuff, but I want to think about that stuff. So I don't get myself into a situation where it's like, were there signs? I don't want it to get so bad, you know, and, and this sounds like a hypochondriac. I'm not like that at all, but like, I'm sure there's always like those precursors. And I think this is a really good tool to like see if there's any precursors. Oh, for, for sure. And then if there's an area, for example, if you're not taking supplements or medications, so that's the biggest, that's the largest section, because those of us with chronic illness, often we take a very large list of supplements and medications. I mean, you can use that for, you know, that section for something else. Um, all mm -hmm. of it's interchangeable. And then, you know, to your point, you're like, well, I don't think, you know, you think of like the, the mental health side of things, not the physical side of things, but a lot of people with chronic illness think of only the physical side of things and not the mental health side of things. Mm. And this is a mind, body, spirit journal, because none of these things are separate. Our mind and our body are one, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're not, they're not apart. And that's why this is so important because there is totally a correlation between our mental health, our physical health and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Oh my gosh. So do you find that people who buy your journals, um, are people who struggle with chronic illness or is it different types of people? It's all different types of people. I've had people who are just new to journaling and feel that it's, it's daunting to just start writing in an empty notebook. And it totally is. I had one girl actually said she finished using my journal. She didn't buy another one. I'm not offended because she's like, I'm just letting you know, I went and got a, an empty notebook and finally feel comfortable enough to, to write my own Aww. entries. And I thought that was cool because it was a jumping point for her. Um, but then there's, you know, I, I have a lot of folks who do have chronic illness who find it so helpful. And then, um, a lot, a lot of folks who struggle with mental illness who also find it really helpful. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it runs, it runs the gamut as far as who's using the journal and what for. Mm hmm. So, so not only is your content super like unique and special, but also the way you make the journals. I, I think it's really important that we spend a little bit of time, like talking about your intentionality and like why you're doing that. Um, oh, in my, in my process of, of, uh, like printing it and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. You spend a lot of time with you. You've been very conscious about that. And I think that's really impressive. Yeah. So I thought it to be really important to use recycled paper. And so, uh, initially it was 70% recycled, but now it's 100% recycled. I'm thrilled about that. And the printer I use is in San Diego. It's BIPOC owned uh, and they use vegetable ink. So it's, you know, it's printed on recycled paper. It's printed locally by a small business, BIPOC owned. All of those factors are, it's just important to me because it, it holds the energy of the journal. Like this journal isn't just meant to heal you. It's meant to heal our communities. And mm. often that starts with how we consciously, um, you know, with our dollar, how we purchase things, mm -hmm. and where we purchase mm -hmm. them from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so well said. And you're a woman owned business. I just feel like there, you know, for some people, it it's like, why is it so expensive? But I think that me personally during COVID, I, I realized how much I need to lean into local businesses and paying more money is, is, um, 
that is really important to me to keep these businesses open and alive. And I'm not trying to like sit here and talk about your price point, but if people look at like, well, I could just go down to Ross and get a $5 journal. There's not this like level of, like you said, energy and intentionality. Like it's almost like, you know how some things are like Reiki infused. It's, it feels yes. like that sort of like yes. sentiment. I, and, and to be fair, anytime someone orders a journal, like I, I send like a, an, an intention and a prayer before I mail it for that person Aww. so that they may continue to heal in whatever journey they're on. Mm-hmm. It's so. almost like you're, you, cause you're, you do private practice, you do therapy, you're, you are a therapist and it's almost like they get a piece of you every day, which I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Like I'm, I'm holding your hand and I'm, I'm personally, um, healing alongside you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love, I love all of it. And like you're so I want to talk about your sustainability and like your, where you, I think that's a really important and interesting talking point. So can you tell me a little bit about like where you're at in terms of sustainability? Um, so I, first of all, have such a long way to go. I'm, you know, I try to be a bit more sustainable each and every day and learn more about it. Um, so the biggest thing I have done is I ditched fast fashion two years ago and fast fashion means thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did a, a friend sent me a challenge. It was like 60 days without purchasing anything new. And I just, I kept to it. But before that, I've been hosting uh, clothing exchanges for nine years, where Mm -hmm. it's community clothing exchanges, everyone brings clothing, they're no longer using wearing what have you. And then whatever is left over is um, distributed, like we have to, we have to organize it. So it it goes to the right places, but we distribute it to like various non for profits or the hospital we worked at, because often, um, patients experiencing homelessness wouldn't have clothing to wear mm-hmm. when discharged. So it was, it felt really good to be able to um, fill the closet with, with clothes from that. So I have been really into used vintage thrifted clothing for a long time. That wasn't new to me, but um, I still was, you know, purchasing things from uh, various online businesses made well and free people and things like that um, for, for a while. And when I learned more about fast fashion and kind of what it does to our environment and the social implications of it in other countries, I, it really turned me off. And then thank God there's apps like Poshmark and Depop. And I think ThreadUp is another one where often people sell brand new clothing with tags on it that you plan to purchase online anyway, but instead it's not going into a landfill. Mm-hmm. It, it gets to enter your closet and you get to do the same if there's something that's not no longer appealing in your closet. But um, yeah, I've learned to really enjoy shopping my own closet, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. I have a, decent, a decent wardrobe and I can have so much, I can mix and match and have so much fun with it. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, I slowly got to this point. It wasn't, it wasn't overnight. I learned more about fast fashion and then what that, what incorporating slow fashion would look like for me. So now when I do purchase something new, it's, it's 
almost well, always from an ethical, sustainable sourced brand and generally made in the USA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so important. And if you guys, I don't, is there a way that people can see your style? Because Christina has like the best <laughs> style ever. I'm not even trying to gas you up. Like you just, you do, like you are very like stylistic. And so like, stop, it's- I'm blushing. <laughs> It's not like she's going and buying like, um, I don't know, You just, there's just like a such a great way that you carry yourself and knowing that all of that, that you're doing and, and being so open about like, you have a long way to go. I think we all have a long way to go. But I think that you just putting yourself out there and just saying things like that. And really, like, you've been a spokesperson, in my opinion, in my life about sustainability. And so that's why I thought it was really important to ask you that question on the podcast. So other people can find out like, what is fast fashion? Like some people don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's true. They, they really don't. And um yeah. And, and like I said, it's, it's so awesome that there's these apps where you can find the clothing you want to find for mm-hmm. a cheaper price and knowing that nothing bad will happen to the environment. There's not going to be really any negative implications. And, but like, it's, as far as my, my goals for sustainability moving forward, like I'm trying to adopt more sustainability in the, in the home. Like I just purchased a composting bin, which I'm so excited about. Wow. So- all of my food scraps in and um, you know, I've switched over to mostly bulk buying stuff in bulk um, because a, I mean, it's, it's more, it's cost-effective and yeah, it's, it's less plastic. So things like that um, I'd like to see less plastic in my home and more glass, Mm -hmm. but again, just, I can't do it all overnight. I'm trying my Mm -hmm. hardest, but Mm -hmm. one step at a time. And I think Mm -hmm. that goes for everyone. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. I know when you, um, two, 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 we always text each other when there's two, 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 like a oh my God, synchronicity. <laughs> yeah. We're making a wish. Um, yeah. And it, it is so much a process because I feel like you're someone that I turn to because of your, um, I don't want to blame your illness. This may not be why you changed, but like you, you have, um, like your beauty is very natural and like sustainable too. Like you put me on game with perfume, oh, with deodorant. Yeah. Like I was never, what is that called? Clean, clean beauty. Clean beauty. Yeah. I'm obs- Yes. That's my other thing. Like, yeah. So my recommendation for that is like in San Diego, we have some, a store called shop good and you go to shop mm-hmm. good. You're a big mm-hmm. fan too. Uh, so my, you know, if you decide you want to switch to non-toxic clean beauty, because here's the thing with perfume or anything else, anything you put on you goes in you. <sighs> I know. Why didn't they know, tell us that uh, in elementary school? Why, like, I feel like <laughs> I, I used to douse myself with perfume and then nail polish too. Like no one talks about how, you know, toxic nail polish is, but now they have 10, 10 free nail polish where it's free of the top 10 toxic ingredients. So like, I try to tell people about that, like, Hey, so if you want to wear nail polish, just switch, switch to one that's a little less toxic, but, um, you know, switching to these things, isn't always, um, super (laughs) inexpensive. It can be, it can Mm -hmm. be kind of expensive. So my recommendation is use what you have until it's done. And if you're really interested, then incorporate, you know, a clean beauty product. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That is such good advice because it can feel so overwhelming. When you first told me all this stuff about deodorant and everything else and just like my makeup, I was like, I need to go to the store right now and drop a thousand dollars because I can't keep putting this. And it's very and- easy to do it. <laughs> it is very easy, but yeah. you were like, you gave me permission to like do one thing at a time. And I think that that's so powerful. It's like, just start somewhere, right? Like it doesn't have to be perfect to, you don't have to fill up your entire cabinet with the most perfect, like skincare products, but it just starts somewhere. And, and that's, that's, I think really cool. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Right. There we go. There we go. So now that we, oh, I could talk to you all day and I want you to come back because you have so much to talk about, but at the end of every episode, I always ask people why they think therapy is cool. So you're no exception as a therapist. Why do you think therapy is cool? Oh, for so many reasons. Um, because it gives you space to process what you're going through. Like it gives, it's a safe space to be you. I think that's mm-hmm. my favorite part. Therapy is so cool for a lot of reasons. You're right. It's endless. And put it on a hat, if, put it on a hat. I know put it on a hat. I'm going to tie dye some shirts this week. Um, that say therapy is cool. And I'm just really stoked because I, I solidified a graphic designer. I'm putting it out into the universe, everyone, that there's going to be some more therapy is cool stuff coming out. Um, but if, if anyone wants to see your work or wants to buy a journal, how can we find you? Okay. So, um, my Instagram is at begin within today. And my website is www.beginwithintoday.com. Uh, you can find, if you want to see my style, my steeds, uh, you can follow me on my, <laughs> my gluten-free, uh, travel Instagram and blog. It's Buen Camino, and that's spelled B-U-E-N-Q-A-M-I-N-O. Again, B-U-E-N-Q-A-M-I-N-O. And that's Instagram and the website. Perfect. And I will link all of that in my show notes. Thank you, Christina, so much for your time today. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Likewise. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I think it's really important that we spend time for ourselves. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, maybe relax and listen to a podcast and engage in self-care. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com or you can find me on Instagram at Molly Zive Therapy. All right, everyone, take care.